Hey, it's your girl Sienna Sparks, and I'm doing my very first podcast. Um, this one is going to be about struggles being a black girl growing up. And I really wanted this to be my first podcast because it's 2020. You already know what it is with all this chaos going on. And I feel like I have a voice. I really feel like this is the time for me to speak up about the black oppression that and systematic racism that black girls have to go through. And yes, I'm singling out black girls because I feel like out of everyone, we have it the worst. That is my opinion. If you don't agree, that's quite all right. But that's what I think. Alright, I have a list and we're going to go down the list. So number one, we have hair. Now growing up being a black girl, our hair, it's either you have a mother that taught you that your hair is your temple and you must not let anyone touch, say, or do anything to it except for yourself. That was not me. I am mixed. My mom is Filipino and Hispanic. My dad is black and Native American, but mainly black. So I have kinky black hair and I did not know how to do it until I got to my junior, the end of my junior year. So my whole life up to my junior year, didn't know how to do my hair and growing up a lot of people touched my hair a lot of people made fun of my hair and my favorite experience my favorite my favorite experience that I tell a lot of people is middle school I went to a predominantly Asian middle school daily if you know daily city it is the most populated place full of Filipinos and I am Filipino so I know And my sister, she is six years older than me. She is 24 right now. I'm 17. And at the time in middle school, she was just learning how to do cornrows. And I let her do cornrows on me. And I came to school the next day. And I thought I was going to get positive feedback because no one has ever seen anyone wear cornrows in my school before since everybody has straight black hair. And... I showed up to school with cornrows and everybody was looking at me crazy like I just came out of jail or something and a lot of people started comparing me to black rappers uh Snoop Dogg is a a good one people called me Snoop Dogg and my favorite is Bow Wow yeah I got called Bow Wow because you know how Bow Wow does the cornrows and then specifically two boys they started singing me his song shorty like mine and i didn't really think too much of it until i got older and i was just like wow that was really racist and even though that they weren't white they were still racist it doesn't matter if you're white or not if you're making fun of a black person because of their hair and you're not black and you don't understand you are racist 
And if you're watch or if you're listening to this podcast and you are you've done that in the past, I recommend you apologize to that person you've done that to because it is wrong and I really it's I clearly haven't forgotten about it, so that person probably hasn't forgotten about it either, and it probably has stuck with them and probably traumatized them into straightening their hair, like I have. So, I straightened my hair all the way up until my freshman year of high school, and then I, it was really damaged because I kept, I did relaxers, it was just a mess. Just stringy hair that fell out and was really short and disgusting. So my natural hair journey started freshman year when people started telling me that I should start doing my hair natural. And I was shocked because I was in a predominantly white and Asian high school, but I was like, eh, I'll give it a try. And I loved it. And I started doing these, if you remember, (laughs) freshman year, I started doing these buns and I put socks in my hair they're called sock buns and I'd roll up I'd cut the ends of my socks and roll them up into a bun and put them in my hair and make it look like I have more hair than I actually do but it actually helped me grow my hair out more so that was my little makeshift protective style that I did to help my hair grow and since then I've been doing my hair natural and I love my natural hair journey if you're listening to this and you're a black girl and you're trying to figure out if you want to do your natural hair or not, I recommend you do it because our hair is beautiful, our culture is beautiful, and it is not worth it to damage your hair and keep straightening it. If you want to have straight hair, do a sew-in, do a wig. You don't have to damage your hair for it. Our hair is so textured and beautiful. We can do so much with it. Like, it is amazing how much you can do with our type of hair. So why single it out to only straightening it you know um but yeah growing up hair was a lot for us and it gave us huge insecurities especially i don't have 4c hair but i know girls that do especially my cousins, and I know how hard it is in society to have 4C hair and being dark-skinned. I think that people are just way too rude to dark-skinned females with 4C hair. And 4C hair, if you don't know what that is, it is very, like, it's very thick. It is the thickest kind of hair out there, and it is so beautiful. I love 4C hair. I've always wanted to braid it. I've always, I've, I wish I had 4C hair because you can do so much with it. And society nowadays looks down upon it, it looks down upon the women that have 4C hair. It's fine for the men because, you know, they get cuts. But for women, we have to hair the, the realistic, ideal woman in America is blonde hair, blue eye, long, straight hair. That is the ideal woman. And dark skin, brown eyed, 4C hair, that is not the ideal. That's the opposite in society's eyes. And it's hard to grow up thinking that you were ugly when you're seeing all these Vogue magazines full of white people with 
straight blonde hair, Instagram models. It's 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 horrible to not see any of your black sisters out there giving you a sense that you are beautiful. And so growing up as a black girl, you don't have many examples telling you that you are beautiful. But you are. You are the most beautiful person in the world. That's on period. But anyways, <laughs> hair, your hair is your temple. Take care of it, love it, because that is what makes you you. That is what fits your personality. That is who you are. Your hair is you. And express it any way you want. And I'm not saying don't straighten your hair. That is your decision. I personally don't. But just try new things and exp- and explore your culture and your ethnic background because it is so beautiful you'll learn so much about yourself and it'll create a different person you never think you'd ever become so yeah just appreciate your hair because the world is changing and who knows in 20 years the ideal perfect woman will be dark skin 4C hair and brown eyes. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah. Next on the list, we have being that angry black woman. Now, it is a stereotype that black women are aggressive and angry all the time. That is not true. Actually, that is the opposite. Growing up, I was told to be not, wait, yeah. Growing up, I was told to be seen and not heard. If you're black, you know what I mean. Having black parents and you're out in public, I'd always have a pep talk with my parents. Not even a pep talk. It was like a a talk before you got in I don't know it was like a aggressive talk with my parents before we go out in public they'd turn around and look at us and we're in the back seat and they'd be like all right no one's gonna say anything you're just gonna smile and say hi but be seen and not heard this is grown folks this is a grown folks talk this is a grown folks meeting or whatever like like get together like you know what i mean and growing up we just we knew that if we ever misbehaved something bad will happen if we ever just randomly left the house something bad would happen if we ever ran away something bad would happen and that's why some black like a lot of the black parents are very strict because they know that if their kid goes out without any parent supervision then they will probably get the cops called on them because they're black and this has happened on many occasions for just walking across the street for just having a hairbrush in their hand thinking that it's a weapon and that's not okay we shouldn't be thinking that these little kids are going to harm you 
because they're black. And if that was a white girl out there, you wouldn't think nothing of it. Oh, she's just going to the store. She's just hanging out with her friends. No, but if it's a black girl with her black friends, oh, they're going to steal. They look like they're going to steal something. Do you see the difference? There's privilege in this world. And black black men, too, go through it. I'm not saying it's just black women, but I'm a black woman. And I know what it's like to be racially profiled as a child. As a child. And black women need to stop thinking that or people in general need to stop thinking that light skins are better than dark skins. That is not true. We're all equal. And light skin privilege is a thing. My sisters are lighter than me. They have light skin privilege. I am lighter than my cousins. I have light skin privilege. So why are we not accepting it? Why are we thinking that one is better than the other? And it's turning us against each other. And it's it's not... It's not okay. We shouldn't be turning against each other. We should be working together to change society and how they think about black people. And I honestly, I just want everybody to know their privilege and know their place. I'm not saying we should be against each other. I'm just saying be aware and appreciate one another's faults and good things that they do one is not better than the other so when I say that privilege is a big factor in race it is there's white privilege there's Asian privilege black privilege there's light skin privilege I do not think there's dark skin privilege there is no dark skin privilege there is none because they get treated the worst I remember being in class and this black boy he's dark skin and I never really had an issue with him or anything he was just loud and I just hated loud people because I'm an introvert, but everybody was loud. But I remember it was in a Spanish class, and this black boy, he was being made fun of. But he was like the class clown or whatever, and we were watching a movie or whatever, and we turn off the lights, and everybody's like, oh, look at his look at his eyes and teeth. We can see his eyes and teeth. Where'd he go? He disappeared. That's not... That's not funny. I didn't laugh. But I also didn't want to say anything because we were the only two black kids in that class. He was a year below me. And I knew that he was going through it and I knew he was laughing through it because that's the only thing he could do. I feel bad for not standing up for him and saying anything because I wasn't mature enough or I didn't know enough or educated enough to speak up for him. And I should have. I should have. And 
the year after, he did not attend this school anymore. I wonder why. My school is racist. My high school was racist. I can proudly say that. Even the teachers. But I'm not going to let that get to me because being black, you need to get over. You need to get over a lot of things that happen in life because that's just how life is. People are going to walk all over you. People are going to treat you terribly. And sometimes you just have to let it go because if you fight it, sometimes it doesn't end up in a good situation. But I'm not saying to never fight. Because we do have to fight for our rights. And we have to keep fighting to end this cycle of systematic racism and oppression that goes on. And thinking it's okay to teach your kids this and make jokes. And the cycle goes on. But no. I hope to end the cycle and spread awareness. So. That was high school. Uh, just kidding no that wasn't that was seeming aggressive or angry last thing that we are going to talk about because this podcast is coming off is kind of long but last thing we're going to talk about is assuming that the black kid knows every single answer to the slavery questions in history class now this one's kind of funny to me not literally it's not funny but to me it is because i never really talked in school because i had like severe insecurity and anxiety issues and made everybody thought that i was just that funny kid that made jokes or whatever and was just quiet in school because they all thought I was dumb. No, I wasn't dumb. I was just scared that people would judge me because I have so many insecurities about my hair, my skin color, everything you can name as a teenage female. And when it came to questions in a in history class, I remember in middle school. So in the morning, so I walked to school every single day in middle school. And this specific morning where I was walking to school, these cops, you know, they rolled by and they had a backpack on, so I don't understand why they thought I was doing anything. But they stopped their car and they asked me, where am I going? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to school. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, where where's your school? And I said, Ben Franklin. And they kept asking me all these questions about what I'm doing, where I'm going, and how old I am. And I was just very confused on why the cops were asking me all these questions. And then I realized, after they let me go, and I was literally just walking to school in middle school, and I, I realized as they let me go, I was like, why do they do that? Do they do that to everyone? And then it hit me. Like, everything hit me. Wow. Because I'm obviously 12 and I know about, you know, how black people and policemen obviously don't get along. 
My parents obviously taught me that as a kid. And to be very, very polite to policemen, they definitely gave me the talk as a kid. Um, But yeah, everything hit me as I got to school. And then in history class, I had to go to history class, and we were talking about slavery. And I just started crying. In history class, I'll like randomly just started crying because I thought of my ancestors and white people and I just correlated it and I just started crying because I'm like I'm a slave like my ancestors were slaves and that cop that white cop that was questioning me he was probably a slave owner and obviously I'm 12 and this is going through my mind and I'm just like what the heck is going on I'm just super confused and lost and everything is like boggling up in my mind thinking like I'm gonna the next time I see a cop I'm gonna die or something they're gonna shoot me and I just started crying in class and then the teacher asked me why I'm crying and I said why do cops hate black people and she just stares at me and then she's like do you need to go to the office of course my teacher's white and she's like do you need to go to the office and I'm like sure why not I go to the office and I go home that's it but since that day I've definitely come to a realization and learned at a very young age of what my place is and who I am as a person as a black woman in America I was learning this I was learning this at the age of 12 12 years old And see, high school was different. I didn't speak about, every single time the slave, like slaves came up in a history class, I never spoke up. Cause there was never any black people in my class, to, you know, to look at and uplift about and talk about it. Like you can't talk to a white person about slavery when you're four, like 14 to 16 years old. That's just weird there no one's really mature enough to have that kind of conversation but senior year is different I took a film class and I'm 17 right now so that was not even three months ago I just graduated so my second semester of high school I I was in a film class and we watched do the right thing it's a spike lee joint and if you know that movie you obviously know that radio rahim he gets choked out by the cops and that's clearly a visualization of police brutality and we're he was asking about the thoughts about that and everything and i gave my thoughts and it actually felt good to express how i felt about it because i've never ever expressed any sort of black oppression or systematic racism in class ever so I felt really empowered but then when I said it was a different topic and I said this one thing I said how come black people do not know where they're from African Americans specifically if you're black and you were raised or your parents are from Africa and you like like they're from a country in Africa you obviously know what you are but if you're African-American it's very different you don't know 
where your ethnic background is like you don't know where you're actually from from all you know is you're from africa the continent you're black it is that plain it is that simple and i said in the class if you ask a white person what they are they say i'm italian i'm irish i'm french i'm german if you guys i feel sorry if you ask an asian person they will say i'm korean i'm chinese vietnamese i'm japanese and it's not black people african americans are all the only people that don't know who they are like where they're from think about that we are the only people that don't know where we are from i can't even make ethnic food dishes from my black background i mean there's soul food but they made up i mean they didn't make it up they brought some of those like some of their food uh creations from when they're in africa and maybe put it into the soul food but mm, i think cornbread came from white people yeah white people made black people eat cornbread i'm pretty sure cornbread is definitely not an african food <laughs> no <laughs> i don't think it is like i've always wanted to try fufu i've always wanted to try it i think it's don't hate me please don't hate me i'm i'm not sure i think it's nigerian i don't i really don't know that's sad see that that's what i'm trying to talk that's what i'm trying to say i don't even know ethnic dishes from africa like the different countries and i want to know but i just never was raised to know like my mom is filipino and hispanic all i had was tacos pasta burgers being an african american in america people <sighs> but yeah like it's sad that i really had to ask those questions in my all white film class and everybody was kind of shook from when i said that because every that really opened people's minds up like wow african americans really don't have an ethnic background and i kind of like shook everybody but i was kind of nervous after i said that because no one really replied to what i said except for the teacher he was just like you're absolutely right you know but yeah that's that's what i had to go through and i know that's not specifically for black girls i know any black person has probably gone through that in their lifetime in high school but i just wanted to share that because that's what i went through and that's what i had to experience and i know there's more to what black girls have to go through but i'm going to keep this podcast a little short short <laughs> because i don't want to talk for too long uh but i hope you enjoyed this topic 
of what black girls have to go through in society and if you want to hear more about it and learn about my experiences or other people's experiences let me know all right i'm out thank you for listening bye